Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Josh Walston. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, I was in your neck of the woods last weekend and we weren't able to hook up. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Sorry. <laughs> it was, so I was there for like a planned wine trip with Andrea's study club. Okay. And her study club director is a uh, big onophile, which a sounds... onophile. Yeah, it sounds really gross, but it's uh, somebody who's into wine. Ah, uh, Okay. I, that's like an interesting. How, where does it come? That come from? I would think Vito something. Let's look. Okay. Um, Are they so snooty they can tell old world versus new world and all oh, that? Oh yeah, one hundred. He can blind taste pretty well. Onophile, O E N O P H I L E, a connoisseur of wines. Hmm. Let's see if I can figure out where the onophilia comes from. Um, onology is the science and study of winemaking, distinct from viticulture, okay. which is the agricultural endeavor of, of vine growing and grape uh, harvesting. Okay. Uh, and the English word onology derives from oinos, which is uh, wine in Greek. So there you go. I get it. All right. That's it. But there was some great stuff in Woodenville. Is that right? Woodenville, yeah. Great stuff. Good, good. Nobody has vines there. All the vines are on Red Mountain. Um, yeah, most of our grown are grown in east, eastern Washington. Eastern Washington, yeah, but that's a pain in the ass to get to. Mm-hmm. So we uh, just went to tasting rooms all in the Woodenville area, probably yeah. St. Michelle Winery. So. Yeah. It's a big place there. Yeah, right St. The Michelle is huge. Yeah, but the, the, all, all those little places right downtown Woodenville is a good, good place to go. Easy to Easy to bar hop without really going far. It was great. Yeah, everything was in walking distance. We stayed at a place called Willow's Lodge, which was very nice. And uh-huh. uh, it was good. We had a good time. Had a good time. Sorry I wasn't able to, to hook up with you, but it was uh, it was pretty tightly tightly planned uh, down yeah. to the minute. So And, I, and I, I left town myself anyway, so it was like, yeah, we got a window of about an hour here, so yeah. I'm good. <laughs> and you went to go see Weezer, yeah? I went and saw Weezer again. Uh-huh. And how were they? Oh, my God. Such a good show. Better than so good. other times you've seen them, or as good, or different <sighs> but know, equal. Yeah, yeah, I got to go with different but equal because they've all been really, really good, and they they've all been different. You know, there have been so many times I've seen other bands and they do the same show. Their set list really isn't that different. The, their set list right. was different, so it was cool. Nice, very yeah. nice, very talented. I was uh, in LA recently to go to an Andrew McMahon show. Yeah, have kind of a funny story I teased about that. You did. So we'll, we'll hit that story real quick because it fits in this theme of this show <laughs> that I didn't know was going to be the theme of the show okay. when I started working on, on the outline of the show and then realized, uh-huh. like, oh, this is a very show that's heavy on one particular thing. Yeah. So we go to the show. We uh, The show was in L.A. It was on a Friday. And I had wrangled uh, through my connections with his foundation, I had wrangled um, – they were going to let me in to see to watch Soundcheck, which was okay. really cool. Getting to see Soundcheck, a professional band do Soundcheck was amazing. They probably played 
seven or eight songs just in soundcheck and songs that they didn't play in the concert. Oh, really? Okay. Really cool. Just interacting with everybody that was, you know, it was a small number of people that were there. Very, you know, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 people or so. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Super cool. So it was in the theater, everything. Um, this was about three o'clock in the afternoon and then got to hang out with him for a little bit after that. So soundcheck and then got to hang out with Andy, which was cool. Wow. Oh, you're, you're Andy. Yeah, we're on, we're like on very familiar terms now. We would nickname basis, you know, mm-hmm. um, Christmas cards. Uh-huh. We're texting emojis back and forth. It's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're cool. Okay. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we hang out with Andrew for a little while. And uh, then it was like, okay, got to go get ready for the show. This is like at five o'clock. And so the okay. show, like doors don't open till 7.30. Show right. starts at eight. And then there's like two openers, right? So Andrew McMahon's not going to see the stage till like 9.30. Right, right. So we go, we look around and we found this place in downtown LA called LA Grand Central Market. And it's kind of like okay. a farmer's market sort of deal. It's uh, kind of an old bus terminal, I think. And it's been turned into... A bunch of little um, little pop up shops or whatever for restaurants. Okay. So all these cool little you know kind of um, almost it's almost like a food truck you know kind of deal, but they're just no trucks, right? So there's just a bunch okay. of these little pop up restaurants, and so right. okay. we go walk down to that, walk around, kind of get the lay of the land. And Andrea decided she wanted to eat El Salvadorian food, which is of one course. of her favorites. I was like, I was a little lukewarm on El Salvadorian food, so I saw when I walked in. An oyster hut. Like, damn, I could house some oysters right now. <laughs> okay. So head over there, order dozen and a half of their freshest, coldest oysters and some poke, and I just go to town. Okay. Andrea comes up later after she's gotten her El Salvadorian food, which took a while. I'm already done eating at this point. And she's watching other people order, order their oysters, and she says to me, they don't have a refrigerator. I was like, oh, huh, I guess they just keep it on ice, huh? That's cool. So then we go. We leave uh, L.A. Central Market. Time to walk back down Broadway towards the show. It's about an, a mile walk or something like that. And okay. as we're walking by, we walk by a Medman shop, which is a cannabis dispensary. Keep in mind, it's in L.A., California. Mm-hmm. Cannabis, completely legal. Thing, sure. All life is good. Andrew and yeah. I look at each other and say, this could only go well, right? <laughs> So we go into the Medman store, uh, where we can uh, where we proceed to buy a package of <sighs> sativa gummies okay. that are supposed to uh, enhance your sensory perf- or sensory perceptions, right? So great for a music show. So okay. they have like a weed sommelier there, of course. Chat with the guy. This a is bud tender. Get. A bud tender. Is that what they call it there? At least I've not heard that before. Okay, yeah. but I, I like that. I like that better than weed sommelier. So their butt tender <laughs> goes over the stuff, gives us, gets us the stuff. These were five milligram gummies. I guess in California, they can only have a hundred milligrams total per package, uh-huh. and ten milligrams is the most you can have per piece. But this particular one was five, mm-hmm. and so he said, "This is great because you can tighter your dose a little bit." You don't have to worry about cutting one in half like I will right. normally do, you know. So yeah. I remember the last time I had edibles was in Denver, and I don't remember what kind of edibles it was, but I, I took 20 milligrams and did okay on it. Like it was – I felt it. I was definitely high. You did 20? Did 20, yeah. But it was wow. it must have been a different kind. So, I mean, it was okay. like, well, damn, like this isn't going to be very much. Like 
let's just take two. Let's not get super duper high. We'll just do two and it'll be fine. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh-huh. We take two. 30 minutes later, I look at Andrea and both of us are just like pupils dilated. Just <laughs> so high. Tripping balls. So freaking high. Absolutely. The opening band. So there's two openers. They had one opener that I don't even remember their name. Pretty short set, maybe a 20-minute set. They were okay. And this is really kind of while we were ramping up. The next opener comes out, and this is when it hits. And this band is named Floor, F-L-O-R. And I swear to God, Lance, I thought that this band was the next big thing when I was high. (laughs) I turned to Andrew, and I was like, these guys are unbelievable. And I had a thought in my head. That these guys are going to play the Super Bowl halftime show in a few years. That's how great I thought the, how good these guys were. Now okay. I've gone to back to listen to these guys since then, and they're good. Uh-huh. They're not that good. Okay, okay. So somewhere during floor set, I'm kind of like feeling that sort of room is shrinking in on me a little bit. Uh huh. And then the room would expand, and I'd feel better. And then the room is shrinking down, and the room would expand and feel better. So floor comes, they play their their set, and then they're done, and it's time to flip over the stage. And the lights go down for Andrew, and I'm like diaphoretic at this point. I'm sweating. Andrew turns to me, and she's like, are you okay? No, I am not okay. I'm so far from okay, it's not even funny. And all of a sudden, I just feel it like this is this is about to get really ugly Uh-oh. and there are two people between us and the aisle i crawl over those two people literally crawl over them get to the aisle sprint up the aisle open the theater door into the lobby and thank god there was a huge metal trash can right there uh-huh. because i just start spilling all those oysters back oh, up god. and just oh. yakking and yakking and I don't remember that. I don't know when the last time you got high was Lance, but you have like these weird. One of the things that being high does to me is I lose my engagement or I lose my grip on time. Yes. Right. And so you have these like these weird time dilations and time constrictions uh-huh. where 30 seconds feels like three hours and three uh-huh. hours feels like 30 seconds at the same time. Right. Uh-huh. So I have no idea how long I was throwing up for. But it felt like about half an hour, like so long I was throwing up, it felt like. Yep. And I finish up and I look up and like, there's people in the lobby, but no one has noticed me. There's no one like looking or pointing or snickering or anything. There's nothing. So the only thing I can gather is that I wasn't throwing up that long. It was a pretty quick hitter and done. And I immediately felt better. And I looked at the clock and it was like three hours and 40 minutes after we had had the oysters. Oh, wow. So I knew it was like, that's, you know, if it happens earlier than three hours, it can't be anything from the food you ate. It's something else. This was absolutely from the oysters. So I emptied the oysters, got Uh a Sprite, and I felt so good after that. And went back into the concert and was high for like another 12 hours. It was great. (laughs) Drove home or drove back to the hotel from the theater, which is not a good idea. Okay. uh, But did it anyway and survived. Uh, Don't. You know, I, we should have Ubered, you know, dumb, dumb, dumb stuff, but made it anyway. Right. Yeah, Stopped uh, on the way back to the hotel, picked up uh, some In-N-Out burgers and fries and housed that pretty good um, and crashed and got up the next morning, got chicken and waffles because we were still kind of high. So it was great. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Barring, barring me retching up uh, food poisoned oysters from a street vendor that had no refrigerator. Other than that, it was great. <laughs> uh huh. It was great. 
Perfect. Would do again. Four stars. Would do again. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my uh, my my uh, gummies adventures with uh, oysters and Andrew McMahon. Note to self: uh, maybe different selection. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't mix oysters and weed. It's a bad yeah. idea. Like that's I, I, really where we went wrong. Yeah, I I can see that because Andrea never got sick and she had El Salvadorian food, so that's uh, a great there choice. We go. Okay. So that's our first piece of advice in this advice show is no oysters and weed. Right. You're, you want to pair your weed with El Salvadorian food. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Something with a little heft and a little grease there I think would be yeah, perfect. There you go. I think it's fat soluble. I don't know that for sure. I'm just making that up. I believe you're right. Lance, this is an advice show. Tonight it is. It is. We answer your questions. <laughs> we answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit! We strive to help dentists and dental team members with their own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They're the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. But we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best anti-inflammatory ever? Because we all know that CBD is the best (laughs) anti-inflammatory ever. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen can't answer. Do you think Gordon Christensen knows anything about CBD? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I must say he's ever taken CBD. Not not THC. CBD. My guess would be no. Yeah, I would say that's a big a big hard no. What if we found that CBD cured some kind of, you know, mild hypertension or something like that, and and Gordon's doctor said you should start taking CBD? Do you think he would, or would there be some sort of LDS reason for him not to? He uh, he he probably would say no. Still trying to be more traditional or something like that. But there are LDS that would say, up oh, green light. Yeah, doctor said it was okay. And play, I mean, you're yep. not getting high from the CBD, right? That's no, sort of no, deal, but right? to be honest, the CBD only really works when in combination with some THC. So, yeah. got to get some. Yeah, but Gordon, well, Gordon lives in Utah, I was going to say. He's yeah. going to say Gordon lives in California, but I don't think he, he doesn't anymore. No, no. Um, we want the questions that Gordon Christian cannot answer. Back to our, <laughs> to get back on track. Uh-huh. I love that. Has Gordon ever X <laughs> is like one of my favorite segments of this show. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> has Gordon ever done a rusty trombone? That's like that's that day is coming. <laughs> Question one, Gina asks. He grabbed my face, and when I tried to pull away from him, he pinned me down, climbed on top of me, and stuck that thing into my mouth. Is exactly how an upset patient described my associate's injection technique to me yesterday. She was just unhappy about the color of her implant crown, but she felt I should, quote, know what is going on in my practice, unquote. How would you talk to an associate about this? Well, first I want photos. I got to see the associate. I'm pretty sure it's a dude. Oh, then forget it. Uh, Yeah. 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 It's just it's a guy. Okay. Well, so you're out on photos on that. Okay. Um, I got to be honest with you, Lance. When I first read the question, uh-huh. I thought we were getting some sort of confession about a run-in with Joe Biden. Like at <laughs> some point, like Gina had donated some money to the uh-huh. Obama, you know, Biden campaign. And she was like in a, in a room with Biden and this happened. Uh-huh. And then I read on, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is not, not that for sure. But that was my first thought. I thought maybe Toad the Wet Sprocket was being inspired again for... 
No. I don't um, know that reference. You're going to have to help me out on that reference. It's a, Toad oh. in the Wet Sprocket is a little bit before my time. Is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah, like um, I was in middle school when Toad in the Wet Sprocket was in. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would be like 92, 94. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 90, 92 I would have been like in 7th, 8th grade. Yeah, I had this anti-date uh, rape song and the lyrics are, you know, hold, take her down and hold her out and down and take her arms and... And you think it's pro, but then when you start listening to the lyrics, you realize yeah, it's, it's a anti- tough look. A pro date rape song at any time period is a <laughs> tough look for a band. Yeah, <laughs> to, so. to to put on vinyl and to put on 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 tape and on digital. Yeah. You know, uh, well, for, ha- for hashtag all me too of, hadn't started yet. Yeah, but like all of <laughs> all of time, will have access to this and going uh-huh. on record is like. Yeah, hey, this is something you should do is a tough look. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm glad it was an anti-date rape uh-huh. song, yeah. not a pro-date rape song. It's a, a, yeah. a good choice by our boys Toad mm-hmm. and his Sweat Sprockets sweat or whatever. Sprocket, yeah. Got their name from a Monty Python skit. Oh, see? There we go. Monty Python again. We've covered yeah. that before about how I don't, I don't <laughs> see the humor. <laughs> but again, I mean, that's age range, right? Like, so Toad and the Wet Sprocket would have been in their 20s or whatever in, in the early uh-huh. 90s. Yep. So again, that's just a different, you know. Yeah. Different, uh, different, different age range, different generations. That's right. Have you ever had an associate? I have not. Okay. So I can only imagine how it must suck to have to babysit. Right. So. This is tough because you never want to be the like overbearing senior doc. Right, you know, but as, it, as soon as they start saying, and it climbed on top of me, I immediately say, okay, every word out of your mouth is bullshit. Yeah, there's a lot of hyperbole. A lot yeah. of hyperbole. Kind of like that, that dumbass that, that put his knee in his chest while you're pulling the tooth. There yeah, is the, no The, the tale is old of time, as, as yep. old as time that's happened to everybody, but yep. literally happened to nobody. They just freaked out on the nitrous. Do yep. you... Climb on top of people? Yeah. Do you really? Just Do you uh, pin them down, <laughs> stick that thing into their mouth. Um, only, only, only one employee. Hypothetically, <laughs> yes. You should put a tag on that. Just make sure that the Washington Workforce Commission's not listening to this podcast. That's right. And 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 elaborate on the fact that Lance is married to his uh, one of his staff members is his wife by law and under the vision of God. And all who were there. And so please do not execute any sort of uh, investigations on Lance Timmerman's office. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Just so we'll do that. Do that homework there. Okay. Uh, would you talk to an associate about this if a patient told you that? I would feel obligated to at least bring it up. Bring it to their attention. Yeah. yeah, you got to bring it up. So-and-so says this. I got to ask, what's your version of the story? Is the old uh, Covey thing seek to understand before you seek to be understood? Yeah. Get their version and then uh, make judgment. When your daughters were growing up, uh-huh. did did you figure out like the different ways that each one of them responded? No, one of them would have to have like the sort of, now you're doing this great. You can improve on this and then you follow up on like the thing they're doing great. Like you have to package it or were they more like, just tell me what's wrong and let's go. Yeah. You know, let's always time. Did you like, are they, I'm, I'm assuming they're different techniques yeah. for each one of them did you learn that 
Yeah, for the most part. Like Skylar's a little I gotta be a little more gentle with Skylar. She's our softy. Um Brianna is a little harsher. Bianca, she's our black emo shit kid, so no, I'm just kidding. She, I, I th- toss that out her. She <laughs> isn't really, but she, I, I make fun of her that she is. So yeah, I think th- I think I might be emo because during uh, the NCAA tournament, Alt Nation on Sirius XM uh-huh. has these segments called March Sadness uh, instead <laughs> of March Madness, where they play emo songs. Okay, uh, like for sets of an hour, you know, okay. for two yeah. or three songs every hour. Yeah. And they always play Jack's Mannequin and Andrew McMahon. And so oh, really? the other day we were listening to it and I turned to Andrew and I was like, is, is Jack's Mannequin and Andrew McMahon emo? And she, Andrea laughed and was like, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I had no, no idea. I guess I'm an emo kid. I had no idea I was an emo kid, Lance. You should have been wearing black and gone all goth. I know. I have, I have to like, like embrace this new life as an emo kid. I, I guess. Get some black lipstick and get the... I identify as emo. I'm a prep that identifies as emo. Lance, this is weird. That is weird. I think it's all about context and delivery here, right? Okay. Like you have to, you know, obviously know how your associate responds and and what's the best sort of tact to take. But how, how about this, Lance? How about this? I would maybe read this as if it was some like passage from an erotic literature or erotic fiction book. Ladies chatter is his lover. Yeah, and, and yeah. Gina, like you read this, like, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Brendan Steen, um, you know, hey, we, we need to talk about this patient. Um, I'm just going to read, you know, uh, kind of what the patient said, and then we can talk about it. He grabbed my face, and when I tried to pull away from him, uh, he pinned me down and climbed on top of me, and he stuck that thing into my mouth. Uh, and then you have that conversation with him. What do you think about that? Do you think that would help kind of cushion the blow a little bit? The, the blow? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Lance, the Aliyup, Jerry Payton, Deshaun Kemp, the Rainmaker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> no, I mean, just imagine Gina doing that. Not me, obviously, you know. Oh, well, then for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to go, right? Yeah, yeah. How about this? I've had this idea. How about you sit the associate down and you walk him through your block technique, right? Which is probably obviously different. Otherwise, the patient wouldn't have told you this. Right, right. Then you do his technique on one side where you just jam that bastard in there, (laughs) right? Uh And then do like your technique on the other side so he can feel the difference. Like where you go slow and easy with good topical and all that. Uh-huh. And like Singh is believing at that point, right? He's right. had one both ways. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> um, and now he can sort of see like what people are complaining about. Because I do have sometimes like I get behind and I have to sort of tell myself, shit, like I need – like I have three other things I got to be doing right now. And I got to get this patient numb before I can do it. And I find myself sometimes going faster than I should. And I'd like take a breath, mm-hmm. slow down and just think about how would I want to get it? How would I want to get blocked? You know, that, that kind of deal. Right. That's a good idea, right? I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. And then, then his ass has to be numb for the rest of the day as like punishment <laughs> for this. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Do like you do this shit in the morning huddle where he has to then be numb for the rest of the day. Yeah. And make sure it's Marcane. Oh, Marcane it for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Marcane or Septo, one of those. Yeah. 
This is a tough one because, you know, it's like, like she said, it's your office, Gina, and you got to know what's going on. And you got Joe Biden working for you. Yeah. You know, just jamming stuff in people's mouths and weirdly, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. I just always assume everything that patients say is a big, big fat lie. Never trust a patient. Yeah, absolutely. But there has to be some grain of truth here. Yeah. A grain. I mean, obviously, I mean... Grabbed the faces. He repositioned her. She was looking the wrong way. Uh-huh. Now, tried to pull away from him, pinned me down, and climbed on top of me. There's not a way that happened other than maybe he stood up. She, like, picked her neck up, and he stood up to kind of keep that line of yeah. sight. Yeah. You know, that that could be, and she just perceived it that way. But either way, I mean, obviously, he was a little rough. Yeah. Which some rough trade is fine in the right context. Just not here. Right, right. Not on, not on a block technique. But yeah, sit him down and do it his way on one and do it your way on the other. Sounds fair. See if he enjoys that experience. And then before you do that, just read to him very seductively what you wrote. Yeah. And or just, just narrate what you're doing. Yeah. Watch as now, he I'm gr- shifts around thrust. in his seat. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. I'm glad I don't have an associate. Yeah, no shit. I'm really glad I don't have an associate. Um, Reddit user Bison underscore asks, intense tooth pain after smoking weed? I got a root canal on a tooth a few months back and recently started smoking weed. The tooth does not have a crown yet. The tooth is never sensitive except when I smoke weed. I have used Juul and this does does not affect it, but when I vape or smoke marijuana, it hurts the more I smoke. Is this something I should ask my dentist about? Is it something I should stop doing until I get a crown? Thanks. So we got Bison here. Okay. Who's just cranking sick cotton on his THC vape. He's huffing that cotton, Lance. And his tooth hurts because of it. Switch to edibles. Yeah, so you're in you're in the land of legalization. <laughs> uh-huh. Legalize it. Um, you're in the land of legalization. You probably deal with this. Well, I, th- I thought that THC and CBD would help with pain. Exactly. I, I've never had anybody tell me, and I, I just did a a big case on on a person who's a big dealer. I mean, her her profile on Instagram is is Weed Mama. And oh, I like she, I like Weed like, Mama. I mean, she paid cash for her treatment. So, I mean, business is booming. Wasn't this a television show? Oh, Wasn't maybe. there a show called Weeds? Yeah. With, yeah, uh, that, with um, Ma- Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. No, Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, one of the Marys yeah. with multiple names. <laughs> um, who's still smoking hot, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, how old is Mary Louise Parker now? Let's take a look here. I think like 40, if they're 52. She was born in 64. Oh, really? So that makes her 60. Shit. 55? That makes her, yeah, 50, 55. Yeah, exactly. Depending on when her birthday is. Good good math, Lance. For a 55 <laughs> year old, dude, she's fucking oh, eligible yeah. for AARP, dude. Oh, dude. Mood smash. Totally. Wow. Very hot. Um, yeah, I, I did not treat her. Okay. But you, so by weed dealer, uh-huh. what does that even mean anymore in Seattle? 
I don't know because I know that uh, another guy I did some work on uh, pretty much went out of business because it's now it's such big business. You have to be in the millions and not the, the independent farmer is over. If that makes sense. So your weed mama is actually growing or is she just I think a she used to. I think she made her, her money in it and, and now is probably working for one of the big corporations or something. I'm not okay. sure exactly um, what her role is now. So on Weed Mama, you did a... And is that a, her exact username? Oh, I... I hope it's it not up. because it's I don't not. want to... Okay, because I don't want to get into some HIPAA shit here. No, no. It's... But on uh, on Lance's Weed Mama, um, don't go hunting for them on Instagram. Um, what did you do? Did you do a big rehab or something? I did. Yeah. And like paid cash straight up? Because that's uh-huh. everything I've been told is just all cash business. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty yeah, sweet. Big old rehab, and the money wasn't. Uh, I mean, I met her three years ago, and then she fell off the face of the earth and just came back. What? Yeah. The drug dealer fell off the face of the earth? I would never <laughs> guess it. And her dentition was way worse than it was. And I'm like, yeah. That so was I, I was just about to ask: Does she partake, or does she just? Oh yeah. Is it just the business? Oh, she partakes. So I when think I, that's where you go wrong, right? Yeah. Don't dip into your own stash. Yep. The same that goes word for, of the wise. Yeah, just anything. Don't dip into your own stash. Um, so she paid cash for big rehab. She did not complain of when she was ripping fat cotton that she no. had pain anywhere. Oh, there's there's her name. I won't say it, but yeah, it's not Weed Mama, but it's close. Okay, good. So when she would rip that fat, fat cotton. She never said anything never about. Never said anything about pain. Yeah. And the other people I've treated, they, they've always kind of said, when you know, I'm, I'm writing a script. Hey, you know, this is going to hurt. And they're like, yeah, I'm good. They're like, they don't want the narcotics. They've got their weed. The tooth is never sensitive except when I smoke weed. I have used Juul and this does not affect it. But when, what's the difference between Juul and a vape? I thought those are the same it, thing. It is, yeah. My my guess is this is probably not in a state like Washington or Colorado. When what happened when when it legalized and big business came in, legalize I mean, it. They, it, it, the, I mean, everything that has labels now, they they run things through you know mass spectrometers and everything. You know right. exactly what's in there. It, back in the day, you never knew what the the people were lacing the the stuff with. So maybe it's not just the weed; it's the the stuff your dealer is is yeah. infusing. Like like uh, baby formula or baby laxatives or something. That seems, yeah. I think that's cocaine, though. Okay. Wasn't yep. it? Uh, was a training day where Denzel Washington gives Ethan Hawke a joint that has like laced with angel dust or something? PCP. Ah, uh, probably. I never saw that. You never saw Training Day? I didn't. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I have Netflix. Yeah. I'll go. You got, you, I'll... Yeah, you got to peep that. Okay. You, you totally got to peep that. All right. I have used Juul, and this does not affect it, but when I vape or smoke... Yeah, I thought Juul was a vape. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So I thought he was just huffing fat, fat, sick clouds of cotton, and it was hurting, but let's see, what is a Juul? Oh, Lance just pulled out... I'm, I'm, Lance is on camera, and he just pulled out a Juul, <laughs> and he's he's chugging fat cotton like he's... James Watt, the inventor of the steam engine. Is that mango flavor or what do you got there? Uh, it's uh, pistachio. 
<laughs> all these ages are so – or all these uh, flavors are so stupid. Yeah. What is Juul? Juul was developed as a satisfying alternative to cigarettes. Juul's a vape, right? And it's got yeah. a USB plug? Yeah. Why do you need – Lance, I, I don't get it. Why do you need a USB plug? Uh, it's just easier to uh, recharge. Oh, is that what it is? It's not like firmware updates or something? I, I my, my guess is just it's an easier because we all have USB chargers now, so rather than try to use batteries, I don't know. Wow! All right, let's let's look I don't at. Have uh, one, so I don't know. Let's go through some of the flavors of the jewels. Flavor one: Virginia tobacco, which I guess is oh. in tribute to the Virginia Cavaliers for winning the NCAA tournament. <laughs> is Virginia tobacco different than North Carolina tobacco? Well, it's got to be. It's fruitier. Okay, because it's <laughs> everyone is Virginia's a fruit. Shouts to J Lips. <laughs> that comes in five percent and three percent nicotine nicotine strengths. Then wow. we got mint, which I'm cool with. Like that makes sense. Right, menthol. We do have menthol. That's another one. How about this? All right, then we got classic tobacco. So obviously, Virginia tobacco, classic tobacco. Not sure what the difference is. But there's huh. a difference. Now, classic okay. only comes in a 5%. So if you want that 3%, but a tobacco flavor, it's going to have to be Virginia. Okay. Now, now's where it gets fun. Cream flavor. <laughs> now, is that like, do you think that's vanilla? Because that's sort of cream soda is kind of a vanilla. Oh, sure. That one's pulling four and a half stars rating. 5% and 3%. We have fruit which is only pulling a three and a half star rating. So people just don't like the fruit as much. 5% and 3% in, in fruit. Mango, 5% and 3%, four and a half stars rating. Cucumber. Really? Cucumber. Cucumber. The dick-shaped, dick-shaped plant that I always confuse with a zucchini. Cucumber. Why do we need vape? Cucumber flavored vape. Because it's refreshing. Is it? Apparently. 5% and 3%. Fucking four and a half stars here on cucumber flavor. I'm big on the cuke. So every, let's see, we've got four and a half stars on Virginia tobacco, mint, mango, cuke, menthol, and cream. Three and a half stars on fruit and classic tobacco. Pods contain our uniquely satisfying Juul e-liquid. Our e-liquid contains a proprietary formulation that combines glycerol, propylene glycol, which is antifreeze, just FYI, (laughs) natural oils, extracts, and flavor, nicotine, and benzoic acid. Together with temperature-regulated vapor technology, this proprietary chemistry enables Juul to deliver a vapor experience like no other, quote unquote, aka just huffing sick clouds <laughs> of fat, fat cotton, Lance, just cranking that sick cotton with the jewel. So right. I don't, I don't know why the, accepted. Yeah, I don't know why the jewel doesn't make him. The only thing I can imagine is just maybe jewel just has nicotine. Maybe there's not a THC. Pack for the jewel. Let's let's Google this. My my uh, the, the government's gonna love me after I Google this. THC pack for 
jewel. Um, it looks like you can get these from a, a third-party site that are jewel-compatible called Calm Vape that are CBD. But it looks huh. like it's hemp oil CBD, so there's not much THC there. Okay. Um, somebody on Vice says, I tried THC jewel pods to see what the hype was about. Um, jewel doesn't make official THC pods, but they're not exactly hard to get. So apparently the jewel is like a platform, right? It's like the, the Apple, uh, the iPhone app store, right? And you can buy all these different pods for them. Okay. Um, this is like a great idea, Lance. They're called cushy gold or the, or the, uh, jewel compatible THC pods. Okay. This is just, we've, we've fabricated this amazing society, Lance. Uh Uh-huh. The headline video at Vice News, quote, vape influencers think the FDA's crackdown on Juul won't matter. Lance, there is something in this world, in this world, in our society called a vape influencer. Oh, really? Apparently. Do their parents help pay to get them into USC? <laughs> I Maybe so. <laughs> I, I would guess probably so. Where do you make, like, can you imagine filling out that tax return? Employment. <laughs> vape influencer. God, Lance. Yeah, I, uh... the, the sick thing about this is, I mean, this is really going to make you want to blow your brains out. Okay. Add it to my list. These fucking vape influencers probably make more money than we do. Oh, easily. <laughs> vape influencer. Easily, yeah. Oh, God, if, if you had young kids, Lance, I would give you $100 on career day to have one of your daughters go to school <laughs> saying they want to be a vape influencer. <laughs> Somebody out there, when your kid is stuck and doesn't know what they want to be for career day, uh-huh. vape influencer. Or can you imagine going in when they're, you know, bring daddy in to say what you do for your for career to tell everyone. Dad's a vape influencer. <laughs> She's like, Jewel is like how I will like roll on normal days, but I got this like custom rig where I can like crank up the ohms and man, I can like cuff some sick cotton on that, man, watch. And then the fucking smoke alarm goes off and drenches all these kids and yeah. shorts out the battery on his fucking rig. Oh, vaping that, that is would so- be awesome. Vaping is so weird, Lance. Yeah, I don't get it. So I, this has to just be psychosomatic, right? It's it's got but I I can't imagine I don't it doesn't make sense to me. How could it cause a tooth? There's no nerve. He's had endo, right? The the tooth's not vital. The only thing I can think of is like maybe there's some root exposure, some gingival recession on neighboring teeth, and when he when he inhales that yeah. vape to chug that sweet sweet cotton. And PDL is getting influenced somehow. He's, he's, yeah. There's innervation around it, but not in it. I don't know. It's paranoia, maybe? Probably. There could be hmm. a bit of that. I, I, I don't think this is causing you sensitivity. And it can't be intense tooth pain. Intense tooth pain is what the title says. Intense tooth pain after smoking oh, weed. Right. The tooth is never sensitive except when I spoke weed. Yeah, um, yeah. It's got to be recession on the teeth surrounding it, and you're just confusing it. Like you just have, you know, it's coming from 31. 
the you know you've got three millimeters of recession on thirty one. When you when you huff in that jewel juice, it makes that exposed root surface sensitive, giving you that sort of intense zing. And then, yeah, that's that's, that's the only thing it could possibly. It can't be coming from this tooth. Yeah, that's the only thing I yeah. Let's take a look at this guy's Reddit history. And two posts. This oh, one. Really? And then something in a subreddit called Rocket League, huh. which is apparently some sort of video game. Oh, really? And yeah, he posted a video about a uh, G2 Rizzo's crazy sick ceiling shot. I don't understand what any of that means. No, but it sounds really cool. It's a video and there's literally pages of comments about how sick that shot was. Man. Hmm. Again, a wonderful society we've crafted. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, good times. I went to a San Antonio District Dental Society meeting tonight. On purpose? Uh, yeah. Um the topic was CBD and dentistry, and it was put on by the the wife of an orthodontist in town who's a physician. Um, so she's a physician. He's an orthodontist. She does um, what we would call uh, or what she calls integrative medicine. Okay. Um, and so she did a whole deal about CBD and all the things that CBD can be used for and yada, 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 and sort of trying to steer clear of the THC thing, but, you know, because it's not legal in Texas. Okay. And so, um, you know, she was, this is kind of what, like, color me, color me a little bit suspicious because when you start talking to the CBD people, Uh the immediately they're like, oh, it works great for everything. It works great for inflammation and antibacterial and pain and yada, yada. And then, oh, it works just, it's anti, but you know, just everything. It works, it works for everything. And anytime something works for everything, I immediately assume it's bullshit and it works for nothing, right? It's the same thing with like the mid-level marketing shit, like the isogenics and Shakeology Uh and Advocare and all that garbage. That as soon as you tell me, oh, like this stuff, or oh, it's great for that, 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 I'm out, I'm done. It's like, so that's, I I do have some suspicion and I kind of want to sit these CBD people down and say like, listen, stop saying that. Stop saying it's good for everything because that takes people down, right? Like that that yeah. that makes me think it's fake. So we're getting to the end and she's done like an hour presentation, whatever. We get to the end and it's time to give out the completion code. And I turned to Andrea and I said, I bet these pussies won't make the code 420. <laughs> <laughs> so they start reading out the code and uh-huh. it's like one, two, six. And I'm just like, pussies. Four, eight, five, dash 420 and i laughed out loud and said yes and everyone looked to me like i was just a 
really stupid little chuckle boy. Yeah, everyone like no one in that room knows what 420 oh, means. Oh come on! They're all 65 year old white male dentists. No one, no one has any idea. Oh my and, god! And uh, I looked at the guy reading out the 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 guy reading out the code started laughing, and I uh-huh. pointed at him and I clapped, <laughs> and everyone looked at me like I was a stupid little chuckle boy. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So you know, don't. Keep that to yourself, I guess would be the moral of that story. Uh-huh, right, yeah. Bet these pussies won't make it 420. <laughs> they showed me, Lance. They sure did. They showed me. Well, guys, I guess that's going to do it for tonight. What do you think, okay. Lance? I think that's a good idea. Share this with your friends. If you got some demented friends somewhere who would enjoy a completion code having 420 <laughs> in it when the course is about CBD and dentistry, um... Hit us up. Yeah. Um, share, you know, share the show with them. That's how we grow the show. Uh, rate and review us. What's your favorite number, Lance? I'm a big fan of five. He's a huge fan of five. It's on his license plate. It's his fan of five on his license plate. And I always assumed that it meant um, that he was a big fan of the show Party of Five and loved Nev Campbell. Well, who doesn't um, love Nev? Come on. That's a Nev. Super hot. Super hot back in the day. She was throwing... Yeah, pre-scream. You know, she was... Like, if Sarah Michelle Geller was throwing a 99-mile-per-hour fastball back in the uh-huh. 90s, late 90s... Oh, yeah. Nev Campbell was a little different. She wasn't throwing that, like, super heat, but she was like Greg Maddox. She was real was crafty. wicked changeup. Yeah. Yeah, like throwing 86 miles an hour, but making you look dumb. Like, that kind of... Because she wasn't, like, Sarah Michelle Geller hot. She was hot in a complete different way. Yeah. Yeah, so Nev Campbell... Um, the Greg Maddox of her time. The Greg Maddox of 90s, um, uh, like, WB TV show girls, women. What do you think? I mean, that's the, everyone's yeah. heard that before. Yeah. Obviously. Um, and now we sound like uh, the conversation that Holly and, and Brianna had this morning, right? I think Holly <laughs> and Brianna had the same exact conversation this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every morning. Every morning. <laughs> It's like I was there at breakfast or something, like to know exactly what they said. And, and that was it, that Neff Campbell is like the Greg Maddox of, yeah. of 90s WB network heartthrobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> review us on any of the review platforms, any of the places you download this podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Um, oh, and big announcement as I say the word Spotify because Lance set up a Spotify playlist of all the songs that we put at the end of our show, right, Lance? I did. How can how can our listeners find that playlist? If you just go into Spotify in the search bar, you just type in "working interferences" and the podcast and the playlist will show up. Yes, that is so cool. Uh, shouts to our friend Irene who came up with that idea. Um, yeah. So so thank you for that. And we're going to be adding the new songs into that as we go. Is as that right? We go. Yeah. As Sweet. We go. Thank you for, for doing that, Lance. That is awesome. So so hit hit up our Spotify station yeah. with all of Lance's early eighties <laughs> uh you, you, British Manchester uh-huh. prog rock and then all of my emo shit. That's right. Uh, <laughs> which apparently i did not know I was even into emo shit, but I guess I am. I guess you are. Um, yeah, so review us. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. You can hit us up on the web, 
workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshits. Social Facebook, bullshits. Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. You find Lance on Instagram, at DRTimmermanDMD. You can find me on Instagram, at JoshuaAustinDDS. Mash that follow button. I believe it's my turn for a song, yeah? It is. It is. I narrowed it down to two, but since we talked about it, and this was a super weed heavy show tonight and i don't know uh-huh. like like i said i wasn't planning on that being but it just happened uh-huh. um you remember the band that i said was going to be like bigger than maroon five and was going to be playing the super bowl halftime show yeah floor floor uh i figure i play you guys my favorite song from their 2017 album come out you're hiding um which was kind of where most of the songs from their set list came from um and you guys can tell me if you think it was the weed or if you think they're actually good. And I'm going to go with a deep cut from their album. It was the song that when I was high, I liked the most. And then when I listened to it sober, <laughs> I also liked the most. Um, so I guess there's something to be said for that. I something. don't know. But this is uh, Where Do You Go by Floor. And I have not looked to see where Floor is from. Any guesses just from the name? I, I got nothing. Let's just say South Carolina. That's a good, that's a, that's, that's a good pull. Um, actually, closer to you, Oregon. Oh, I'll be damned. Yeah, let's see where in Oregon. Let's see if it says um, Hood River, Oregon. Oh, okay. Which sounds like it's a real ghetto place to live. Like, oh, you live, Hood River is the hood. But I, I'm guessing it's probably not. It was originally nah. called Dog River. Huh. I like, I, I like Hood River better, don't you? I'll go with Hood River. It is, uh, let's see, let's see where Hood River is. Um, it's close to the border. Um, I guess like if you're looking at the state of Oregon, it's, it's on the Western half and you know how Oregon has that kind of little finger that comes up right on the, on the coastline. Uh huh. I do. I'm familiar with that finger. It's just East of that (laughs) finger. It it would be just East of, if people know where Multnomah Falls is, it's going to be past that. Okay. Just, Just past where Mount Hood is. The Dalles, that kind of thing. There's a locks, the Columbia River locks. It's gonna check going. this. Check this shit out, Lance. Okay. Hood River, Oregon, is the windsurfing capital of the world. It is. It's a lot of surfers there. That's what it says on now. Before this, before I read this, if I said Lance, find me the windsurfing capital of the world off the top of your head, what would you have said? Because I know what I would have said. Yeah, but I already knew it was Hood River. You already knew that? Yeah. The guy I bought my practice from was a big windsurfing dude, and he was always going down there. Had an extra house down there. so Okay. I, I would have said Maui, like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> Not Hood River, Oregon. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Hood River is interesting because uh, there's a, the Cascade Mountains go through there, and the, the river cuts through, and it creates this conversion zone. That's why or- Portland always gets these ice storms, because the mm. cold air from eastern Washington comes through that little valley where, those, where okay. Hood River is, and just... He meets the moisture from the coast and it just, and just ice. And just mashes them with ice. That's right. Wow. Interesting. Notable yeah. people. Let's talk about this. Notable people from Hood River. Um, let's see if I can find anybody here I know. <laughs> Both of them. Oh, Jesus. This is grim. <laughs> Anyone? Oh, Don Wakamatsu. Ranger, Texas Rangers bench coach, Don Wakamatsu. 
is from Hood River, Oregon. It wasn't he? Other, uh, he was a, a Seattle Mariners. Coach. He was a Mariners uh, manager too. He, he like managed there, yeah, for two. like a year, uh, yeah. 2009, 2010. He managed yeah. the Mariners. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Good call. That's that's it. That's we've got uh, professional baseball player Andrew Baldwin. Um, Alex who, cousin. Yes, that's what <laughs> I thought. He actually pitched for the Mariners um, in uh, 2006. Uh, that that's pretty much it there. Um, Timothy Beal, re- religious scholar, author, and professor. Professor. Huh. Uh-huh. Um, Sammy Carlson, free sk- free skier, X Games medalist. DJ Conway, fantasy author. Edward Hill, poet, poet and songwriter. George Hitchcock, which I immediately like. Oh, Hitchcock. Oh, wait, no, that's not the right Hitchcock. This is cousin George. Uh, Kenneth Jernstead, fighter pilot. Huh. Damon Knight. Uh, science fiction author Jeff Lottie, a professional baseball player, Kim Payton, gold medalist at the 76 Olympic Games, Marcus Robertson, war hero, Bob Smith, (laughs) professional baseball player. He's reaching, man. This is really tough. This is a tough look for my guys at uh, in Hood River, Oregon, when Don Wakamatsu is the most famous person from your town. Yeah. And there are how many people live there? Um, At least a hundred. Let's see. Census, census. Probably 20,000. Oh, dude. 5,849. Really? Okay. Wow. I wonder like if there's a metro area. Um, I'm sorry. 7,000 in 2010. Yeah. Come on. 5,800 in 2000. Okay. All right. So I, now that makes more sense because for a city of a hundred grand, that's a embarrassingly small amount of notable people who have come right. out of there. Yeah, but for seven grand, that you've had three professional baseball players, a couple politicians, yeah. a a, uh, a gold medal gold medalist, science yeah. fiction author. Oh God, that's a grim list. Well, that is a grim list. I wonder if I'll ever make the notable people from San Antonio. I wonder if that'll ever happen. I can can only only hope. hope. I can only hope. Um, So this is... uh, Shit, we went off on a freaking tangent there. (laughs) This Um, is... is, (laughs) Where where do you go by the band floor from Hood River, Oregon? Uh, So for Joshua Austin... No, shit, I'm Joshua Austin. (laughs) You still got that weed going, huh? Damn, that was like three weeks ago. Shit was strong, (laughs) brother. Uh, For Lance Timmerman, I'm Joshua Austin. Peace. Celebrate the foreskin. Legalize it. Whenever you disappear, I'm casting the fine to it. You slip into the night. So where do you go?